You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're sitting out there going, oh, my gosh, this sounds like Victor with On Point with Victor, you would be correct. Uh, but this is the Locked and Loaded show with Roger Bihar, who is on his way to the studio as I speak. So have no fear. Roger Bihar will be here. But until then, you get to hear some more of Victor. Uh, but you know what? Uh, since this is the Locked and Loaded show, <laughs> I love it, love it. Uh, we're gonna go, one day we're gonna do this show remotely from a gun range. And we're gonna put up some targets and teach, uh, teach real gun control, which is hitting your target. Uh, so we, we will have to do that. I'll talk to Roger about that and, uh, and I'll talk to the station owner manager and we'll see if we can't set something like that up. We could do a Facebook live right out of the, uh, of a gun range and it'll be the, if you're asking which gun range, it'll be the gun range that sponsors this show. So if you're out there listening and you're a gun and you're a gun range, you, you're going to want to be first at sponsoring the locked and loaded show because that means we may come to your place of business and we'll do a little remote show and we'll, uh, we'll do some Facebook living and, and YouTube live show and, and we'll, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll shoot some targets and we'll have some fun. So, all right. So, welcome again. This is America's Web Radio. You're listening to the Locked and Loaded Gun Show. Uh, this is going to be a show. Look, it, this isn't so much a political show. It is a show to inform you about your gun rights, uh, your Second Amendment right. Uh, it, it, it'll inform you about everything you need to know about guns. If you're a gun owner, uh, you'll love this show because we'll talk about things that you might know or you might want to know more of. You might There might be a weapon that you've got your eye on that you want to know more of. This is the place to get that information. Uh, Roger Bihar is a walking, talking, thinking encyclopedia of guns. Uh, there's not, I, I challenge you to hit Roger with a question, uh, that you think you could stump him with, uh, because I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. That, that he, uh, lives and breathes, uh, gun, gun makers and, and gun issues. Uh, you're not going to stump him, but you should try. Uh, but, uh, so, like I said, this is the place to get information about everything guns, whether you're a gun owner or not. Now, if you're not a gun owner and you're tuned in because you want to hear what these wackos – no, I'm kidding. You want to hear what uh, what we enthusiasts of the Second Amendment, enthusiasts of self-protection, you want to hear what we talk about, then tune in. This is a good place to hear it. We're not evil people. We're not scary people. We're probably some of the most sane, uh, logical, common-sense people you'll ever meet. Um, but this is a good place for you to get information. And if you're out there and you're just uh, deciding that, okay, yes, I do need a gun permit or, yes, I, I want to learn how to shoot, then this is the place that can help you. And uh, please forward any questions you have to Roger at America's Web Radio.com, Victor at America's Web Radio.com, or GM at America's uh, Radio.com, America's Web Radio.com. Um, so send us your questions. We love, to love, love to help people get started in exercising their Second Amendment rights. Um, and you will always, always hear from myself, and I know Roger advocates it as well. Um, we advocate training, 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 training. So if, if, uh, if, if, if you're thinking about getting into, uh, again, exercising your rights, 
then you're going to want to get training, training, training. Uh, so uh, as I am speaking now, uh, I want to welcome to his show, <laughs> Roger Bihar. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being patient. But I saw carnage along the way and thinking, I'd rather get here a few minutes late than be involved in carnage on the freeway. So, And we thank you. You know, Roger, uh, while we were waiting for you, I was about to get into a story. Yeah. And and waiting. And waiting. (laughs) Come on. Hey, we're going to, you know, one thing we will do here in the studio is give host a little grief. Yeah, sometimes we deserve it, Roger. Let's just face it. And Roger is Uh, here. (laughs) Yeah. He is, he is. So, so Roger, one thing that we wanted that uh, I wanted to talk about while we were waiting for you was a story that, a, a pretty big story, in my opinion, that came out the other day. And the breaking news is, uh, you know, we're having in-studio problems here, but the breaking news is America doesn't actually lead the world in mass shootings. So I know the Democrats out there listening right now are going, what? What do you mean? I, I, I have a question for Roger. Okay. I may have an answer. <laughs> Okay, uh, we we all agree, the three of us here at the round table anyway, that blondes have more fun. Why aren't more blonde shooters? Uh-huh. Maybe because they're not having as much fun. <laughs> blondes are too busy having fun to shoot anybody. Oh. It could be, it could be, it could be. <laughs> you know, these are the important questions that the, uh, I like the round table. That, that's a good, that's a good segment. Well, that's that's right. The round table. The round, t- yeah, it's not square. That's true. It actually if, is round. And and if if you weren't so short, and if Roger had better looking legs, it would have a glass top on it. But neither one of you qualify. We don't qualify for a glass top. That is for sure. No, we don't. You know what? It's funny that you point that out, David, because when I watch Fox News, they have glass tops all over that studio. I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> may have something to do with the blondes they have walking around the studio. <laughs> that are having more fun. <laughs> that are having more fun. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Rod. See what happens when you're late? That's fine. That's this, okay. This, this show just falls into like said, a... I'd rather be late than be involved in carnage on the freeway. <laughs> this is absolutely true. I did not want to get the text saying I'm in some carnage. Yes. I'd rather get the text that says, hey, can you talk a little bit more? When you pass the, the, the two ambulances, six police uh, cars, and two fire trucks, going ooh, that was a bad one oh yes uh, we do not want to be part of that so so roger what do you think about that headline breaking news america doesn't lead in mass shootings well you know what it's funny you should mention that because i've heard there's research that was done from the 60s up until the 2000s that said exactly the opposite that america did lead in mass shootings and apparently the information was based on strictly stuff that was English language, so any of these other countries that didn't speak English did not get a fair shake at getting to be the mass shooting capitals of the world. So you're telling me that anyone who didn't speak English or to report a, a mass shooting in English wasn't counted? Very limited language extension beyond mm-hmm. English language. So yeah, he's basically considering maybe you know 10 countries in the world versus the what, the 295 or 700 countries there are, whatever, depends on... Who's running things? Wow. That's in, that's that's un- unbelievable. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, you know, it's funny because there's a lot wow. of things that are out there that will keep gun grabbers up at night going, 
Oh my god! Oh my god! Things are horrible. Things are terrible. Speaking of grabbing, <laughs> I cannot say why I'm saying that, but uh, go ahead, Roger, please. <laughs> okay, here's just a few things. For one, violent crime is down and has been on the decline for years. So if mass shootings or shootings of any type are such a problem, why are they decreasing? Of course, my theory is that more people carrying guns provide more protection for those who do not carry guns. More mass shootings are stopped by somebody with a gun than anything else, whether it's law enforcement or anything else. Somebody with a, a good guy with a gun has to be there to stop a bad guy with a gun, or at least a bomb, a mortar, something. Just to stop bad guys in general. Um, so, Roger, real quick, we have a, a comment from a listener. Uh-oh. Uh, this listener wants to know, uh, why were you late? <laughs> I said, freeway carnage. Uh, clearly, they don't believe you. Know, no, no, they, you can look. Carnage, they don't understand. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, carnage. There was a it's huge accident. Gut. It was, there was, I saw a little bit of blood on one of the gurneys. I mean, the guy was sitting up, so he wasn't too bad. But there were two, two ambulances, four, six police cars, and two big fire trucks. And there was a really nice Porsche, Panamera GTS, that was pretty badly mangled. <laughs> so I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, unfortunately it happens, but uh, That's right. all right, on with the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, show. okay, so there's other there's other things, and this is, you know, violent crime has been down and been on the decline for years. Okay, so how does this fit with the liberal agenda that guns are causing crime? Apparently it's not. Gun sales have skyrocketed in the last 10 years. In fact, Obama, gun salesman of the year, every single year he was in, in, in the presidency. Every single year, he broke records for gun sales. It was amazing. He was a spectacular gun salesman. It's almost like he was the best gun salesman ever. That's what it's looking like right now. Hey, I bet he's a member of the President's Club. <laughs> <laughs> now, another thing that people don't consider is that a l most of gun deaths are suicides. And illegally owned ha handguns and rifles are used in most crimes. So, yeah, yeah gun sales are up, but that's because people who go through the proper channels to purchase a weapon are not likely to use them in a crime. It happens, but it's a very, very small percentage. <laughs> Let's see, what else we got? Oh, yeah, gun-related murders are carried out by a predictable pool of people. You've heard the term, the usual suspects. You know, when something happens in a neighborhood and cops know the neighborhood, they generally know where to go to get a jump on who was doing what. You know, it's not like you're just going to have somebody snap out of nowhere and go crazy. Usually these people have a past. They've done something prior that puts them at risk for being a mass shooter or a murderer or a gang member. In fact, gang-related murders are probably one, the second highest after suicides. So if you're not suicidal or in a gang, your chance of shooting somebody or getting shot are much, much smaller. And they keep trying to say that higher rates of gun ownership are associated with higher rates of violent crime. Again, not true. More gun sales in the past 10 years than there have been in our history of running NCIS checks, NICS checks. And uh, still, and more people getting carry permits than ever before. Yet, gun crime continues to decline. And what they also don't count is that legally owned firearms used for lawful purposes are much more common than they ever want to tell you. They mm -hmm. never want to report when somebody uses a legal gun to stop a crime. 
because that doesn't go with their agenda. Every time there's something good happening, they never want to tell you that because it doesn't fit their agenda. Oh, it doesn't fit their narrative. That's right. You know, narrative, agenda, yeah. their fairy tale. What? <laughs> <laughs> their, their, their narrative can never be that Guns someone are good? would. Right. Yeah. That, uh, and, you know, there are schools, there are children that have been saved because somebody ran in with a gun. A exactly. good guy ran in with a gun. That's right. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I don't care. You don't have to believe in owning a gun. That's your, that's your privilege. You don't have to believe in God. You don't have to have religion. That's your that's your your God given right to not believe. But let me tell you something: someone bust in your door at three a.m. in the morning. The first thing you're going to do is call somebody with a gun and pray they get there in time. In time, and you know when you really really need them, the cops are only three minutes away. minutes away when seconds count. Yeah, when seconds counts. Um, you know that's a great point though. You you point Except out for. Except for Steve Rose, our resident Sandy Springs, former retired, now police officer. Excellent. And he's there. I mean, and we don't want to forget his show either. That's right. It's called, what's it called? Uh, D- David's going to tell us right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's know. called, pardon me, it's called The Scams and Crimes yes. Report. Oh, okay. Steve Rose. It's Steve Rose. Wow, that sounds uh, like something. I'm going to have to catch that one. Oh, yeah. That's and a- he was uh, El Capitan of, uh, on the Sandy Springs Police Department wow. a couple of years ago. Now he's retired. Oh, I but- bet he's got stories to tell. Oh, yeah. Wow. Got him lined up for the next couple of years, telling yeah, some of those. He's on Thursdays at one o'clock. Thursdays at one o'clock. Let's we'll see. Dave Rose. That is just another reason to tune in to America's Web Radio. We, we have all the got, best programs. Oh, we've got awesome programs. And just to mention real quick, Roger, that I should have mentioned this earlier, the first hour or my hour. One hundred six point seven is going off the air. They've got two more weeks, and oh for gosh. all those listeners, they need a home. America's Web Radio is here to serve them. Home and let me just range. let me just yeah. mention this too. If you have favorite personalities on 106.7, mention to them that you'd like to hear them on America's Web, Web Radio. Amen. <laughs> That's right, Amen, brother. Hey, can send them a point. note. Say, hey, yeah, I very. want to hear you. Here's an outlet. Yep. Come on, step. Step up. Give us a call. You know, you know, I'm not afraid to name names. So if you like the Kimmer Show, or if you like Mike Brooks, email them, call them, do whatever you need. In fact, call their show for the next two weeks. Tell them you want to hear them on America's Web Radio. And that's right. And you can listen to them anytime because the podcasts are available. <laughs> and uh, why don't you all send out uh, Facebook things saying the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. 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 And tweet and Twitter yeah. and any listeners, personalities call. from 1067, you are welcome here at America's Web Radio. That's right. Call Donald and yeah. get him to tweet and Twitter. Yeah, we need to get Trump to start tweeting about the Locked and Loaded show, the On Point Big <laughs> Show, the, yeah. the Senior Hour. The <laughs> I'm sure he listens all the time. You know, well, I'm gonna, you know, he's got to switch stations, too. That's right. You know? That's right. He can leave Fox. He can't listen to <laughs> CNN all the time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't need a fairy tale bedtime story. Sometimes you need real news. <laughs> real news. <laughs> you know, I've heard that uh, they just delivered a huge number of gigantic washing machines over at CNN. In order to put the proper spin on all their stories, <laughs> <laughs> well, they got to keep the spin up. I think that was bad. I'm not sure. <laughs> they have to. Why don't they just use dryers to? Yeah, well, you know, they want to wash out any of the facts, so you just get the the product that they want to show you. 
And then by drying the fake news, it just inflates the fake news. It fluffs it. Fluffy <laughs> fake news. They have to keep up with MSNBC. I don't know. That's a pretty tough road to, to follow there. Those guys just, I don't know where they get stuff from. They just lie. Lie like a rug. And they, oh. and they do it knowingly. Right. But anyway, if I get back to this for a moment. Yes, let's go back to uh, Locked and Loaded. Apparently, there are no clear relationships between strict gun control legislation and homicide or violent crime rates. So it doesn't matter how many gun control things you put into effect, it does not affect the violent crime rate. So obviously, mm-hmm. violent criminals are not concerned with with gun laws. Hmm. Gee, I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Hmm. I was going to say, wow. And also, they're finding that now concealed carry permit holders are not the problem, but they may be part of a solution. Because many times, they have more training and are more aware, you know, situational awareness. That's something I stress all the time. Be aware of your surroundings. You see a guy walking in who looks nervous. If he keeps touching his belt, if he's reaching around a lot, if you think he's a, if he lifts up his shirt and starts reaching for something, pay attention. Shoot him. Yeah, well, if he pulls out something other than a cell phone, yes. <clears throat> but always be aware. In fact, I like to play a game, just go into any restaurant or store I'm in and look around at people. And when I sit down, I try and look around and say, okay, who's likely to be the biggest threat in this place? And, of course, I want to sit somewhere where I can keep an eye on them. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, now David's pointing at me. It's yeah. usually one of us. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you something. You see the, gun, the gun-free the gun zone sign? If I'm there, it's not a gun-free it's zone. It's not a gun-free zone. <laughs> it, it may be a crime-free zone if we're sitting there, but it ain't a gun-free that's, uh, yeah, zone. Yeah, that's right. But it, there's, you know, if it says, you know, <laughs> there's no guns allowed in here. Now, other than government offices and things like that, You also I like going those. in where that good-looking... Uh, Lady is that's at the that's going to seat you and she uh, frisks you before you sit down. You know that almost might be worth it. <laughs> now that would be that might be. <laughs> Where is this show going? I I know we're running. <laughs> now that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know where we're going, but we're going really fast. <laughs> oh, it is time for a break, isn't it? Uh-oh. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> well, well, let us take that first break. Uh, so we'll go to a break. You're listening to Locked and Loaded with Roger Bihar and his sidekick, Victor. <laughs> we'll be right back. Is that like Red Raider? Uh, or not Red Rider? Red Rider. Uh, Red Rider and Tonto or whoever it is. A little bit, I forget. Oh, Lone Ranger and Tonto. Tonto. Which is... That may be offensive hey, in today's world. <laughs> You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. This is David Donaldson with the Atlanta Healing Center, conveniently located in Lawrenceville, Georgia. At AHC, your success is our goal. Addiction recovery is about more than just not using. It's about becoming a whole person and addressing all aspects of your physical, psychological, and social needs. Please call us at 770-696-9862, or you can reach us on the web at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com.
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio with my special co-host, Victor Armanderas from On Point with Victor. Woo-hoo. <clears throat> and, and what a show it's been so far. Yes, we've accomplished, we've accomplished so much and pointed out so many things. <laughs> you know... Even in our, oh, let's just say our our fun state of show today, we've accomplished more than Washington has accomplished in the last, I don't know. Our freestyle situation going on <laughs> <Yes>. here? <laughs> well, let's get into a little bit of politics because, you know, with the clown car that is the Democratic Party candidates for president, I think it's a Senator Kirsten Gild. Gildebrand. Gildebrand. Yes. She was one of the Democrats that actually used to be somewhat pro-gun. But these days, she's beating a different drum. She's beating the anti-gun war drum that virtually every other Democrat vying for a shot at the White House is. Uh, it's just it's sad to see somebody turn just for trying to get some political gain. Don't stand up for what you believe in. Don't stand up for what your constituents sent you to Washington for. Stand up to get votes nationwide because you know for your party because you want them to vote for you for the presidential candidate. But it was funny because prior to this, I guess this uh, realization that gun control was the way we needed to go, she was one of the few who actually said she didn't believe in that the gun control was helping with anything and that we needed to go after the criminals who committed the crimes. Oh, my God. Imagine common sense from the liberal side of our government. It just it shocked me to even hear this. That's because common sense doesn't exist in progressivism. But now, of course, she's going after the NRA. She wants universal background checks. She wants to stum- stop gun trafficking, which I don't know how that happens. Oh, that's right. Obama dumped a bunch of guns into the <laughs> yeah. into the superhighway that was gun trafficking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, and she wants to ban assault rifles, which we've already discussed are not even assault rifles. They're just military-styled rifles. Just like putting a, a racing stripe on your car does not make it a NASCAR. <laughs> it doesn't make it go faster either. And they want to close the gun sale loopholes because, you know, well, you can walk into a dealer and give him an extra 10 bucks, and he'll bypass all that paperwork. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. You know, these people, they go after these things that are just so entirely untrue. And now that she's flipped her position, she has earned a proud F rating from the NRA. Oh, my goodness. And then now back in 2008, when she was still an independent thinker and actually not a complete corrupted politician, she said she wanted to be very clear that she always have and will believe that the correct interpretation for the Second Amendment is that it applies to individual rights to carry guns Hmm. and does not apply to the National Guard or group of individuals as a state, as a militia. And now all of a sudden she's flipped her position and she's on the other side of this and here we go. Just one more. Her, Cory Booker. Oh, my God. Everybody on the Democratic side, just they want to take all the guns away. I wonder why that is. You know, I bet it's a lot easier to control people if they can't fight back. 
Oh, look at every example of socialism everywhere else in the world. Venezuela. That was the most mm-hmm. recent one. Yep. They took away all the guns in 2012. 2018, they're shooting at people yep. who can't defend themselves because they took their guns away. <laughs> yep. It's... I mean, you're 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 spot on. Uh, you you can't have socialism without taking the gun. So, for any of you out there who are supporting the socialism or the rise of socialism, and you think you're a gun supporter, think you can't again. be. Yeah, you can't be both. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem to work. The socialists always want to take the guns away. Yep. Well, because you know that's the easiest way to control people. Oh yeah. You take the guns away, they can't. I mean, it, the colonists did not or. The colonists did not put the Second Amendment into the Bill of Rights and the Constitution because they were afraid the deer were attacking. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> That's true. And they had some pretty bad deer and bear bear That's back right. then. Yeah, yeah. deers, bears. And throw the rocks. But the, the British were the reason for that. And I love how they love to tell us we need to give our guns up. You know, I yeah. cared about what you thought since 1776. <laughs> when we chased you out of our country with our own guns. With our own guns. You know, we got a listener question, Roger, another one. Uh-oh. Um, the listener wants to know, is the NRA carry guard a good plan? I don't know what the NRA carry guard is. I'll have to get some elaboration on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Uh, you know that's what? their insurance that they offer. They, I, I think it's the insurance. There's a co- They offer insurance through some company that actually will help provide you legal protection and some expense protection if you have to ever have, if to, you use ever have to use your gun in self-defense. Mm-hmm. And I guess the best thing to say there would be it really depends on what state you're in or what state you travel in. Certain states have a reasonable approach to self-defense. Other states, if you shoot somebody breaking into your house, strangling your daughter while killing your dog, and you shoot him, you're going to be the one that's going to be on trial. In those states, you would most definitely need insurance or help. Other states... You probably just, you know, they give you a pat on the back and say, sorry, you had to deal with this. Come get your gun tomorrow, and you'd be done, especially if it was very clear-cut who the criminal was. Now, you know, you don't want to just go confront some odd person and start, you know, having a fight with them. It just doesn't work that way. Hmm. But if it's clear-cut and it's a clear case of self-defense, especially on your own property, most states have a castle law or castle doctrine, which allows you to defend your own property. So I would say it just depends on your situation. I guess it would never hurt to have it, but, you know, you may not need it in some states, but you would certainly be more advantageous to have it in other states. And now, you know, that kind of brings me to another point, red flag laws. We've been hearing about these for months. This is basically where somebody, depending on the state law or the way the law is worded, it can be a relative, it can be a coworker, it can be a, a psychiatrist you're seeing. Anybody who's involved in your life can determine that, you know what, I think you're dangerous and you don't need to have guns. So they call the local law enforcement, and the local law enforcement will come to your house and take your guns away because you could be a danger based on the testimony of whoever said something, whether it be a relative. It could be a troll you were fighting with online, find out where you live, and they may just decide to red flag you. So obviously this is the kind of thing... It's like the Salem witch trials. You know, just point at somebody, yell witch, and the government steps in and starts trying to take all your rights away. Mm-hmm. The latest state to jump in and try and do something like this is Maine. Now, Maine is a relatively free state, although they are in the Northeast. And Maine voters put a kibosh on this back in 2016. They voted against the red flag laws. 
But the Democratic governor wants to put her stamp on this, saying, you know what, even though they decided the issues, the legislators want to still try and pass it on. And, and Janet Mills, even though she's a Democrat, she's decided that because the, the people voted, she would veto this if they put it through. But now they're thinking they have enough people in the legislature to try and overturn this. Now, it's just, you know, just one more thing. There was already a death because of this. Somebody had called on their brother who was living close by, said he was dangerous because she had a political disagreement with him earlier, said he was dangerous and needed to have his guns taken away. When the police arrived, he became angered. There was a struggle. He ended up getting shot and killed because she lost the discussion or didn't like the way he was talking to her. And this is a brother and a sister. And it's just, it's crazy. And all the uh, nieces and nephews were just shocked at this. They, they couldn't believe that this could have actually happened to their uncle. So you know, let's be aware, really aware of these red flag laws. They are becoming just more and more prevalent everywhere because it seems like mental health is a big issue. Always has been. Most of the people who commit mass shootings seem to have some sort of mental health issue. Of course, who? what sane person is going to go shoot a bunch of innocent people for no reason? It makes sense that mental health would be a big factor in this. <clears throat> but to be able to have just anybody point a finger and have them take your guns away is a very scary thought. I mean, that's kind of the way the Nazis were during World War II. You know, where are the Jews? Just point them out. We'll take them away. Didn't matter if they were or not, but someone said you were, boom, you were gone. Salem witch trials, same thing. Just point a finger and away they go. So I think in order to stop these red flag laws or make them reasonable, if a psychiatrist deems you unfit, then maybe have another psychiatrist or two review the case, look at it, do some interviews, see if there really is a reasoning to to take someone's right to bear arms away from them, especially if they've never committed any type of crime prior to that. It'd be hard-pressed to do that, but it still happens. But now we're going to jump overseas. We're going to head to Europe, so pack your bags. Here we go. One of the freest states for gun ownership in Europe has always been Switzerland. In fact, most of their military are civilians who are given military-style weapons to keep in their homes, and if needed, they're called up, as a militia would be, or as a, you know, a citizen army. And if you think citizens' armies aren't effective, the United States was created by a citizen army. So let's not forget that. In fact, only 3% of the population of the now United States participated in the Revolutionary War in an active form. Only 3%. That's all it took to take on one of the biggest, most conquering countries in the world at the time and send the British backing. That's why we want our guns, though, by the way, just in case you didn't know. But the Swiss are being targeted by the European Union. They are threatening them to enact stricter gun laws or they're not going to allow free trade to happen. Because by European standards, the country is pretty open to gun ownership. It's long supported the right to keep and bear arms, and it's... And they just don't like the fact that the rest of the continent is known for infringing on these liberties. And unfortunately, the rest of Europe just could not tolerate that, despite no evidence that Swiss firearms were getting out of Switzerland and into any other parts of the country. They decided the Swiss just need to, you know, get in lockstep and march right because they didn't like what they were doing. And it's unfortunate the Swiss people actually had an option to vote on this. But the problem was... The European Union was threatening to close their borders if they didn't fall in line with this. Basically, they would 
basically sanctioned them from doing trade with any countries around them if they didn't fall into line with their gun control. So basically, you use political power to push a country that normally allows gun freedoms and individual liberties and then push them into following what you want to have happen. Very similar to Cory Booker's idea. He wants to use the IRS as a political weapon. And here, the European Union is actually doing it as we speak. It's just, it's insane. After, in Paris, when the ISIS militants killed 130 people, they issued new rules, tighter controls on buying any kinds of weapons there. Did it help? No. Because those people did not get their guns through standard channels. But it's just, it's crazy they still believe laws are going to make a difference to people who do not obey the laws. Mm -hmm. So I just wonder how this, and the Swiss people voted, and they voted to increase their gun control just so they would be able to maintain free trade and open borders with their neighbors. I mean, could you imagine if your neighbor decided, look, if you don't uh, give up your guns, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to let people go into your house. I mean, we're going to block off your driveway from the rest of the neighborhood, and no one's going to be able to get to your house or leave your house. <laughs> well, I'd like to see him dry. <laughs> yes, well, you know, it's a very small they're, version of that, but you understand what you're doing. They're on my property blocking my road. That's not going to last long. <laughs> well, they're not on your property. They're in the public road okay, blocking the, the road. Okay, well, that's and You're good. not allowed to get out of your, your house. Of course, mm. then you, I guess you could declare your house an independent country. An independent country. <laughs> Start a standing army. You know, it's yeah. start trade negotiations with some That's neighbors. Right, with some neighbors who are willing to violate the uh, <laughs> the embargo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Open up negotiations yeah, to the, the Swiss. Ne- have a long history of having <laughs> open borders to anybody and having free and easy gun control laws to allow their citizens to exercise this right of self defense. And yeah. that's how the country defends themselves. They have no standing army. Mm-mm. They don't. Everybody has a gun and those little mm-hmm. knives with all the little attachments on them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So It's worked great for hundreds of years. <laughs> They've always got a screwdriver, a flathead, Phillips head, a knife, and a gun. And a corkscrew. Let's not and forget the corkscrew. <laughs> well, you know, after a long day of protecting yourself, you might need a bottle of wine. That's right, especially being that close to France. <laughs> those guys could certainly give you a headache. Well, when they surrender to them, they may give them a bottle of wine. So. That's right. And they wave the white flag and run for the hills. <laughs> They're known for doing that. But hopefully, maybe the French are learning, too, after allowing all these immigrants to come into their country. Maybe they're learning, you know what? Maybe we need to take control of our country, allow our citizens to have guns to defend themselves, their families, their neighbors. And maybe things would change a little bit. But... <laughs> You know, in Europe, it just seems like they're pushing harder and harder towards the same thing that happened back in the early, early mid part of the, the 20th century. You know, did they not learn their lessons from World War One and World War Two? The first things the dictators do is take the guns away, mm-hmm. and they just—it seems like the same lesson just doesn't seem to be learned. Ah, oh, craziness. But you know, hopefully the Swiss will come back around or find a way around this because I feel bad for them. You know, they, their long history of this is just—it's being. Yeah destroyed by the European the only, Union. The only way they could do it is to is to be a, a very self-sufficient sovereign nation and unfortunately I don't know if the Swiss can do that. You know, one of the greatest things about the United States being who we are with um, the the most vibrant economy, uh, we've got oil, we've got natural gas, we've we've got it all. We can be self-sufficient. Oh yes, yeah, so the yeah. Swiss are landlocked, I believe mm-hmm. for one. 
and uh, they don't have they have very small area, but they do grow a few things and make a few things. But most everything they get in there is imported, as far as raw natural resources mm-hmm. for them to manufacture things with. They have very little that they can take out of their own country there, except for yeah. maybe some food. Well, their biggest problem too, and this is the this is. Yeah, ah, in yes, chocolate. <laughs> they do have chocolate. Chocolate and cuckoo clocks. Uh, yeah. But this is a big problem with the European Union and why you're seeing Eng- England, you know, the, the Brexit. Right. Uh, they're tired of getting pushed around by a, let's face it, a socialist organization. And they're pushing around the Swiss. Right. And, but unfortunately, the Swiss don't have the resources no, to, they don't. to combat this very well. Mm-mm. Even though they've kept a neutral stance throughout their history almost – about their entire history, they're still they're prone to this because the socialists want what they want and they're willing to do anything to get it. Well, that um, that's a good example right there, Roger. You, you, as you said, the Swiss have always pretty much been neutral, and look how they're rewarded for it. You know, they try not to take sides. They they don't have a standing army, but yet the European Union, the socialists won't hesitate. To push them around because they can, way. because they can. That's right. Any country that it shows any bit of weakness or gets any opportunity for them to take, they'll take it. Yep. Keep that in mind when you vote. People who stand on a socialist platform, it's not that they, it's not that they don't want to take your money or want to take your freedoms, want to take your rights. It's just they can't do it all just yet. Mm. Give them enough time, though, and they will take everything away from you and give you back just what they think you need. They'll give you enough that they think will keep you happy. That's right. Just enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not its not a matter of you earning your money. You're earning their money, and they give back to you what you think, what they think you should have. Mm. That's, a, that's well said. Uh, under socialism, you don't own property, basically. They do. You're renting everything from the government. Yeah, well, let's consider that here. Without property taxes, you don't. With property taxes here, you don't really own anything. <laughs> That's true, but you do. You are getting equity, right? And I remember someone asked, "Oh, do you own your own home?" I go, "Well, the bank owns the home. I just make the payments. I just on make it. the payments." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, eventually I will own it, but then the government comes by every year and you know and charges me more on it to make sure I pay them. So yeah. I'll never. You'll never actually own it free and clear. You you don't pay those taxes for a couple of years. You won't, you won't own, own that house. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, let's get into guns a little bit. I want to get into a couple of new products, just a few things I've that have come out. And these are not terribly new, but I did a little research on these, and these were some of the ones that really stood out to me. For one, Walther has been making a polymer striker-fired weapon for a few years now called the PPQ. It's gone over very well. It's got great accuracy. The trigger's really nice on it. It's got a very good feel in your hand. And now, then they brought out the uh, the match version, better trigger, some slide cuts in it, so to lighten the slide to make it a little faster shooting, a little less recoil. Then they went one step further, and in this day and age of everything being polymer framed and plastic this and plastic that, Walther brought out a steel framed striker fired PPQ pistol. They took everything that was great with the P- PPQ. The ergonomics of trigger and built it into a steel frame competition gun, and it's been it's it's been met with outstanding reviews from those who have got a chance to try it. Now it's range ready out of the box. It's a steel frame. It's forty two ounces, so it's a heavy gun. It's fourteen ounces heavier than its polymer counterpart, so it adds almost a pound of weight to it. 
but with the slide cuts cut in it and the heavier steel frame, supposedly it's one of the fastest shooting striker-fired weapons that are available because the weight helps hold the recoil down, and the slide cuts lighten the slide to make the reciprocating weight a lot less. So, And it's optics-ready right out of the box, which is great. Everybody has to have that for if you're doing a race gun. Nowadays, it seems like optics are the way everybody with a race gun is going. However, the plate that comes off the back removes the rear sights. So if you put an optic on it, you can't co-witness the sights, which means you can't look at the sights and the optic at the same time as you can on some weapons. But if you're running it as a race gun, you're going to pull those sights off anyway, run the optic, and that's going to be your only sight. Now, this all this wonderfulness does not come cheap as the PPQ retails for $1,499, which is probably about $600 more than the standard PPQ match gun. But with the steel frame, it does require a lot more work to get it done. But it has a wonderful feel in your hand, and the weight, like I say, makes recoil a thing of the past. So if you get a chance or you have enough money, go buy one of these. It'll impress your friends, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's about the only reason I would need one, because I am not a competitive shooter at the moment. Well, I always compete whenever there's somebody else there. I was just about to say, until you're at the gun range. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. you got to do the best you can. <laughs> And like I said, great, the great thing is if you're teaching somebody to shoot, you have to be better than them, or that's going to be really difficult for them to take any advice from you. Well, this is true. Now, my next new weapon, which I have not actually seen in person. I've just seen pictures. I don't know if they're actually out yet. I think they were supposed to have a release date of the second quarter of this year, which is about wrapping up, so it should be coming. Is a company called Keltec, and they're known for bringing some very unique and innovative weapons. They've jumped on the 22 pistol market in a big way. Now, keep in mind, this is the company that brought us the KSG, a very awesome shotgun, double tube feed pump action shotgun in a bullpup design. So it's oh, only 26 it's, inches long with a full 18 inch barrel. It's awesome. Uh, that gets an awesome alert. Yes, those are those are amazing. And they also brought out the PMR 30, which was a polymer pistol with a 30 round magazine that shot Winchester 22 Magnums. Hmm. Now, this big claim to fame was this gun, the PMR 30. With two loaded magazines, weighed less than one 30-round AR-15 magazine loaded. So it offered 60 rounds of firepower for less than the weight of one loaded AR-15 magazine. Wow. But anyway, now they've gone one step further, and they said, you know what? We don't have a 22 long rifle pistol, so let's do one of those. So introducing the Caltech CP-33. Chambered in 22 long rifle, it uses the light polymer frame, and it has a reciprocating bolt, which means the slide does not move. It moves inside the, the slide of the weapon is where the bolt's moving back and forth. And it's got a charging handle, which pulls back to, to charge the bolt, but then the bolt moves independently of that, so the slide, the slide and the charging handle do not move when the gun is being fired. It's all internal. A full Picatinny rail across the top, so you can mount optics or sights or flashlights or whatever you want. And there's a Magpul M-Lock slot on the bottom. Again, lights, lasers, you know, sharks, whatever you want to mount on that with a with a <clears throat> with, with an M lock slot. They have almost everything for it now. Hmm. What's the MSRP on that? Boy, we're getting to that. It has adjustable <laughs> fiber optic sights, a nine inch sight radius, and a threaded barrel, so you can put your favorite suppressor on it or muzzle mm-hmm. brake. 
And the most amazing thing, it has a quad stack 33-round magazine. One magazine, 33 rounds, and it fits flush into the bottom of the twenty-two pistol. Sorry, California listeners, you can't have one. Yes, the 10-round version, I don't know if it's going to be available anytime soon. (laughs) But it comes with two mags, so you have 66 rounds of firepower with the two mags that fit flush into the gun, all at an MSRP of 475. Wow. Yes, very reasonable. That's very reasonable. Now, considering Caltex and their prior history, this may be difficult to come by for a while because most of their new stuff gets jumped on and dr- keeps the prices high. And it'll drive sometimes yeah. over retail. Mm-hmm. But once things settle down or things or they have enough production, usually we're under retail on these by about a hundred dollars. Awesome. Thanks for listening. We're going to be right back after these words. You're listening to America's Web Radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. New sound effects. I don't hear a commercial. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is around town movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross country move. Timothy, around town movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's around town movers. Call them. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. And my co-host today, sitting next to me, Victor Armandares from On Point with Victor. Let's hear it for Victor. <sighs> I'll do my own sound effects. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, and if you missed it, by the way, if you missed On Point, it was a very good show today on socialism. Find it on the YouTube page, America's Web Radio. Now, on to more gun talk. Absolutely. Always gun talk. Okay. What I want to talk about is knives for a minute. <laughs> I meant on to more knife talk. Like I said, knives. Okay. Well, one thing that comes around every year, and if you've never done this, I highly recommend 
you take a, a shot at this. There's an international blade show that happens once a year in the Atlanta area. Of course, people can travel from anywhere. It goes on for three days, and it has makers, yeah. suppliers from all over the world that come in for this. So you meet guys from Brazil, South Africa, Japan, China, Indonesia. I mean, anywhere they use knives, which is pretty much anywhere except maybe England. Because they're outlawed there now. <laughs> Along with bats and irons. and <laughs> Yeah. And there's guys from Denmark, uh, Norway. I've, I've seen guys from all over, uh, you know, Asia, all over South America mm-hmm. and European makers. And they also have suppliers of raw material. So if you want to get into making knives, this is the place to go look. Now, it happens once a year. It's sponsored by Blade Magazine. And if you've never been and you have any interest in knives whatsoever... I recommend it. Just go at least one time in your life. It'll change your life. It's amazing. I mean, it takes days to go through all this stuff. Oh, yeah. You can't get it done in one day. I've doubtfully, tried. Doubtfully, yes, unless you just go really fast and know exactly what you're looking for. But yeah. it's coming up uh, June 7th through the 9th in Atlanta. So if you get a chance, come on by. Now, the popularity of the show has grown tremendously over the last few years because of the advent of all these shows on TV with the knife or flight or... Um, Forged in fire. Forged in fire. Forged in fire. Yes, yeah, and it's funny because a lot of those guys who are who are hosting that show will be there. I've seen mm-hmm. almost all of them, except one guy I've never seen there. But the rest of the guys, I see them just walking around. You get autographs and stuff. It's really it's a it's a fun time, and I highly recommend it. Even though knives aren't considered locked and loaded, it's still it's a weapon, <laughs> you know. And everybody should carry hey, one. Hey, it is a weapon, and. I know when I leave my house, I've got, you know, one or two, I'm not going to tell you exactly, but uh, firearms, and I always have a knife uh, in my on my pocket or on my shorts, and so does <laughs> David, producer. That's right. Well, you know, that brings me to my next topic, EDC. Now, those of you wondering, EDC uh-huh. is everyday carry, and most people immediately think, oh, what kind of gun do I carry? Well, what about other things? Not mm-hmm. everything requires a gun. Oh, this bolt is this bolt is stuck in here too tight. Let me get my gun and shoot that <laughs> off. No, everyday well, carry can apply to anything. <laughs> there are some people down south going, "What do you mean? <laughs> I can shoot. I can shoot, I can shoot anything I open. Can shoot the side off a bolt at fifty paces." <laughs> but let's yeah. let's go over just a couple things that you might consider carrying every day, depending on. Now, this of course depends on what you do for a living, how you have to dress for work, how you have to dress after work. Let's just say flashlight. Okay. Do you carry a big one? Do you carry a little one? Most people now have a phone which has a flashlight in it. So that's at least you have a small one available if you had to. But sometimes you need a little more than that, especially if you're working somewhere. If you're doing any kind of outdoor work and you work any time at night, a decent flashlight is good to carry. Even if it's a small, single-cell flashlight, just something that would last a while. Also, if you get stuck on a freeway or something, it's good to have a light to flag people down to let them know where you are. wouldn't hurt to have it. Now, the second thing I like to mention is a key ring tool. These are kind of unique in the fact that there's a bunch of different kinds, and they're small, somewhat larger ones, and they just clip onto a keychain. It can offer you either screwdrivers. They can offer you a little mini pair of pliers. It can be a small edged weapon that folds up into what looks like a key, so it fits right on the key ring with no issues. That's one of my favorite ones, by the way. And then there's the knife. Everyone should carry a knife, just in case. What is that? Uh, what is his name? Uh, General Mattis said, just in case you have to cut a cheesecake 
or cut somebody's throat out. <laughs> yeah, that's Mad Mad Dog. Mad Dog Mad Mattis. Dog Mattis, yes. Secretary of Defense for a long time. One of my favorite people in Trump's cabinet for a long time. But, yeah, some sort of knife probably wouldn't be that. Even if you have to wear a suit, carry something small and light. In fact, they make knives now with carbon fiber sides, ceramic blades, so they're extremely light, easy to carry. You don't even have to clip them on the outside of your suit pocket. You can just wear them. You just throw them in your pocket, and they're there. I can't tell you how many times a, a knife, a little pocket knife, has come in handy, uh, especially cutting off the zip ties that the TSA likes to put on suitcases every now and then. Yes, but I'm it's just saying. Hard, it's kind of hard to get your <laughs> knife out of the suitcase when it's zip-tied inside. <laughs> well, this is true. I may be speaking of other countries where I've been able to maybe possibly get a knife through. Maybe. I'm just I'm not saying for sure. A little pair of wire cutters, perhaps. But, yeah, the knife, uh, you know, it's it's been through before. And the Israelis told us once a long time ago, don't look for weapons, look for terrorists. Look for terrorists. So, but, you know, and then your knife could be a variety of things. You know, what kind of size do you need? What do you have to use it for? How are you dressed? Do you want it showing on the outside? Do you not? Some people want to carry a multi-tool. This has a knife in it. It's got a saw, a file, a pair of pliers, screwdriver tips, almost everything. Maybe you want to carry a Swiss Army knife because apparently the Swiss will not be able to have guns anymore. (laughs) (laughs) The Swiss Army knives just went up in price. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. They just got more demand. There's also an interesting item is a credit card knife. Now, those of you who don't know, there are a couple different variations of this. One is really unique in that it folds up and it it's the size of your credit card. It slips in your wallet. If you need it, you flip the knife blade over, fold the remaining plastic over itself, and it forms a little handle. Now, granted, this is not an everyday cut-something-open knife. This is a last-ditch effort defense weapon in case you find yourself with no other recourse than to have some sort of edged weapon in your wallet. Now, of course, I have to mention this. I don't want to be remiss in saying you're not allowed to take these on airplanes legally. I'm not saying I haven't known hundreds of people who have done this every day for years and never had any problem because it is small, it's light, it folds up, it's in the wallet, nobody ever sees it's there. And then there's another thing you want everyday carry. Again, it's not gun or knife related, but what if you need some sort of drugs that you need to carry with you? If you have something you have to take every day, carry some extra with you in case you get stuck out somewhere. Or what if you just want some pain relievers, some ibuprofen or some Advil, and those of you who have wives or girlfriends, you know what I'm talking about? And for those of you women who have husbands or boyfriends, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) They carry a supply of Advil. Well, because they know they're smarter than us, you know. (laughs) And it's a reason why. They give you hints, and guys don't take hints. You just tell us what to do. We do it. No hints. Not subtle hints, not strong hints. Just tell us. Okay. Back to everyday carry. (laughs) Yeah, back to... (laughs) Because we don't have a purse. Now, guys have a little tougher time with this because we don't have a purse. Well, most of us... Most guys don't have a purse, but there are some that carry a purse. Not that there's anything wrong with that. For those of you who are brave enough to do that, I applaud you as you you can carry a lot more stuff with you than I can. Exactly. I, you know, the closest I come to a purse is a pair of cargo pants. <laughs> now, I will say, at times, I carry what I call my gun bag or nug bag. That's right. That's I do your, carry that sometimes. Yes, and that's another way to carry, have your everyday carry stuff in there. Yeah. Some people even carry handcuffs if they carry a separate bag for their everyday carry. I have stuff. some in my truck. Would not hurt to have those. What if you manage to get somebody to stop committing a crime? What are you going to do then? put their hands in handcuffs it'd make them a lot less dangerous and easier to hold them there and yep or bread your head get an get an upstanding citizen to come give you a hand while you cover your your potential suspect exactly 
And for guys, maybe a thing of chapstick because you never know when, you know, you'll want to have soft lips for a little kissing or kissing of ass, depending on how what kind of mood your wife is in. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe your new date that you went on, uh, yeah. just saying. Or a spare pair of glasses if you need them. You know, if you have contacts, <laughs> carry a spare pair of glasses in case something happens to your contacts. Or for you older guys, a pair of reading glasses never hurts to have them. And now they have them fold up into a little tiny case you can put in your pocket just in case. That's right. And there's always a watch or phone or both. You know, because the phone does keep the time. But, you know, I think a lot of men want to wear a watch just because it's the only thing we really get to wear other than maybe a ring on that one finger that's actually just a little handcuff. But <laughs> Okay, I may be biased. Are you making a ball and chain reference? Uh, of course I am. <laughs> Man, this well, this is hours flown by. Are we done? Oh my, we're getting close to wrapping okay. it up. The last thing on my EDC list is a gun. <laughs> all right, one thing you would want to carry, I guess, also whenever you can and it's legal. Well, Which it is, does stand for everyday carry. Carry exactly, but like I say, pockets you can carry all kinds of things, and you know you want to consider other things that will be more useful every day than just the gun. So, just True. wanted to mention that because. Mm-hmm. You know, more often I need a screwdriver than I need a gun. All right. right. Thank you for listening. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Tune in next week for more Locked and Loaded with Roger B. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.